Hello, and welcome to And We Got Older, a video game podcast because we wanted to. I'm Kobe McGraw. I'm Andrew Evans. It's September 1st, 2020, and this episode has us sharing our thoughts on the games Nier, Automata, Control, AWE, Spiritfarer, and Tell Me Why. We then close out the episode with a discussion on our favorite Easter eggs. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Kobe. It's uh, episode 20. We did it! Episode yeah. 20! <laughs> Woo! It's kind of wild that we... Fucking 20 of these! We've, yeah, we've come this far. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I guess. It's, it's been a, a ride, especially for really, this year. It, oh, dude, I know. Like, what we picked the weirdest time to start doing right a podcast. Like, everything seemed so up when we started this thing, and now it's just like everything's just been like nose diving into the ground. Right, and honestly, I think it kind of helps us too. I feel like for us to yeah. like oh, stay yeah. on routine. If, you know? if I didn't have this, I would be losing my mind. Like, yeah. This helps keep me focused and, you know, having that, this is the only form of routine that I really have anymore. Yeah. So it's very nice. A a routine is particularly um, valuable in this state of time right now. Definitely. Yeah. Plus we have, it's a lot of time to catch up on video games and I'm glad we can have an outlet to talk about all the stuff we have played. For real. And there's just so many good games. Oh, yeah. right now too and i, I mean with, with how like big my backlog is and stuff too it's mm-hmm. it's been so nice like kind of getting to re- revisit these um games that i had previously put off just because i felt like i didn't have enough time for them yeah me too and i'm glad we have this this podcast and i can't wait to talk about more in the future and just man when we get to a year I know. I mean, think about when we get to like episode 100. (laughs) We're gonna be like, remember when we thought episode 20 was a lot? I don't know. Right. It's 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 awesome. I'm I love it. Yeah, this is a good landmark. All right, but before we get into, yeah. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. No, all good. Before we get into video games, I just want to mention that I was recently on another podcast called Movie Date Podcast, which is hosted by our friends Stacy and David where they talk about movies they've watched and everything. And I came on the previous episode and talked about Super 8. So if anyone out there is interested in movies and the like, go check them out. Definitely. Yeah. I think their energy is a, a lot different than ours too. So if you're yes. a high energy um, podcast, that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff over there. And movies are great. Just like... This is my, just another love of mine, aside Same. from video games. Same, yeah. Yeah. So for video games, I've been playing a little bit of small installments of certain games this time around, and kind of visited some old places, new places, and even created some places of myself. Um, but first off, we'll go to the oldest one, which is the oldest house in Control AWE. This is the new newest DLC for the Control game that came out a year ago. Man, and I was so yeah. close to buying the season pass uh, yeah. a few days ago because I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit, this is out!" Like, I right. need to play this. I, I didn't know that you were playing it this week mm-hmm. already, so it kind of makes me wish that I would have. But mm-hmm. have you been digging it? Um, uh, it's. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Damn. 
Um, but before anyone out there who doesn't know what this is, this is the final piece of the DLC for Control. And it follows Jesse uh, just diving deeper into the oldest house and going to visit some certain altered uh, objects that kind of relate to Bright Falls and Alan Wake kind of thing. And I was really hyped for this, but the more I played of it, it's just, it's so underwhelming. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. It, it really is. Um, I mean, in the beginning, when you, when you first see like Alan Wake actually pop up, it's like, that's the highest my peak of uh, hype there was in the game for me. Damn it. I, and I hate and I was this. Kinda, yeah, and it's it was cool to see that. And then it just goes down the hill from there. Uh, it has barely any story in it. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of documents and stuff, which is, if you like control, that's kind of the main draw anyways for story stuff and just atmospheric stuff. But Alan Wake-wise, it's, there's not a lot in it. And uh, there's, there's also just no mention of the board or Polaris with the rest of the control game. And Weird. Yeah, there's nothing about that. And that it's would make you th think that there's more Alan Wake stuff, but no. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. It's like the way that Control wrapped up, I really thought that like, okay, so the DLC is really going to like kind of like expand on this and make it more of a like a full thing, you know, because I feel right. like Control ends pretty abruptly. Yeah. And, um, I have Same a lot of issues with the, with the last. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, man. That sucks so much. It, yeah. Because I love that world so much. Like. Yeah. I want more. I want more story shit. I want more stuff. I mean, I, the documents and stuff is cool, but like, I was hoping for something really substantial, especially tying Alan Wake in. You know, me too. And I think a lot of people also felt that. And if, if anything, this is just a mere tease of what's to come with the crossover of this different stuff within Remedy Entertainment stuff. Yeah, it's becoming like a remedy, like a universe, pretty much. Yeah, all this shit is all tied together. Which right, I, I I love that. Mm -hmm. But this is this is not the crossover like event that people were hoping for. It's it's like I said, it's just a teaser, and Alan Wake is like barely in it. You get little like things in it, and he does show up, and there's some cutscenes, but like Jesse and Alan Wake. Not to spoil anything, but it's just I don't want to get people's expectations up for this like i did and it's they kind fall of... in love <laughs> they never meet really oh <laughs> uh, what the fuck <laughs> damn it do, do yeah. you ever go to do you go to bright falls like do you get to walk it's... around do you go to the diner at least mm, no <laughs> fuck oh my god dude it's well, the... like i said it's <laughs> underwhelming it really is um and there's like no new abilities there's only one new form for your gun thing and it just the more i play this game too i start to realize that i really don't like playing it you know yeah, it's like, just like the world kind i like of. the world like and this this dlc it's set up with so many uninspired settings and level design that it just it i was getting kind of pissed off <laughs> <laughs> because it's like tainting the the world that you love kind of with just Right, just like really gamey control stuff. seems so inspired and so interesting mm -hmm. that like anything that like takes away from it just it, it makes it feel really I don't know odd. Right, 
not the good sense of odd which the rest no, of the yeah game is. <laughs> the, the rest of the game is like an awesome sense of odd like i i love yeah. how weird and just strange the whole thing is right um, and what about boss battles um there there's a really big one uh difficult one and and uh, this brings up the difficulty spike thing too again with this game because if anyone has listened to this podcast and listened to us talk about control we despise the control spikes in this game and it's also here in this dlc it's very frustrating in the beginning but thankfully also with this dlc they added an update where they added the assist mode which adds some uh, levers and stuff that you can kind of change and tune the difficulty setting of the game to your liking and it helped out so much i do have to say i like this but that's nothing to do with the dlc it's just more of an update it's I think it comes with the game now if you just update it. Um, the difficulty but, in that game was just so all over the place, man. It was yeah. like hard and then easy and then hard again and then super fucking easy. Like, yeah, it was just, I, I don't know, it was strange. It was like frustrating in the weirdest moments and like just mind-numbingly easy at other times too. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. And if this, if this uh, assist mode wasn't added to the game, I would have not have finished this DLC because the the boss battle at the end is just frustrating and and it it's just uh, yeah i'm just i'm glad it's over <laughs> and i'm glad i have an uh, opinion about this but this dlc was not great um, damn it there's like the uh this makes me so sad yeah and it made me realize like the enemies are just like it's just always the same and it's just like same thing over and over and the puzzles in it the altered like objects you meet are really lackluster easy puzzles to deal with nothing really substantial it gives you low reward stuff uh the the greatest thing about this game is like towards the beginning where the langston character goes on this like monologue of this funny thing that he just talks talks for a while (laughs) if you Mm -hmm. stay there and listen to him And, and it's some good dialogue but that's that's about it and <laughs> i'm just so disappointed that i didn't that it didn't live up to the alan wake stuff it's yeah just, my I'm expectations for, what they do next. for this were so high yep i'm excited for what they do next it it like again i said this is definitely a teaser for what they do they're definitely going to revisit bright falls in the future what it seems and connect more things but uh, I would just pass on this DLC to be honest, or just read about it online, uh, because that's, yeah, that's basically that's all the story really get anyways. Is it in the documents? So, yeah, uh, yeah, because it's like the combat and stuff is not the stuff that I want to do in this game. Right. It's the exploring and like learning about stuff and just mm-hmm. the weirdness of it. Like I want all of that. Exactly, me too. And you get very little of that in this, but. Um, if you like control and you actually do like the combat, uh, go for it. It's just more stuff. You can actually add, replay the ashtray maze again oh, now too. Yes. They had a, a so kind of cool thing with an arcade machine. Uh, I wish there was more to it, but you can replay boss battles through that um, outlet. I, d- I definitely the do DLC. not want to do that. <laughs> ashtray maze. Um, I want to do that again. I really. Yes. Do. That's, that's probably like the peak of that game for me. I, I loved the ashtray. Maze. <laughs> yeah, it was an option to replay the anchor <laughs> boss battle. Fuck no! Like, nope. <laughs> the anchor. Oh my god, yeah. dude, the anchor drove me insane. Like, 
Ugh. Yeah. So in the end, it's just there's some nice quality of life stuff in this game and it's like DLC expansion. But story wise, if that's what you're looking for, it's a no for me. But it ain't great, but it ain't awful, I guess. <laughs> my God, dude. Um, but yeah, that's that's my little review of that. Um, but besides that, I've also been playing the first chapter of the Tell Me Why game from Don't Nod Entertainment, people behind Life is Strange series. And we talked and, about this trailer a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And I remember it being... Um, just like not really having any idea what this was about or what it was gonna, you know, Me play too. like. Me too. I, I hadn't. I knew very little about it going in. I just knew there was like some siblings and some supernatural stuff going on in a kind of quaint American town. Um, and if you're a fan of Life is Strange and you like those type of games, you'll be right at home in this game because it has a lot of similar things, like I just mentioned. But this one. It's uh, just a third-person narrative-driven game with two siblings, and you just kind of follow their story as they meet over a long period of absence uh, caused by a traumatic experience with the death of their mother. And things play out, and some supernatural things happen, and yeah, uh, it's a... I like this a lot. Um, I do have to applaud the developers for going about the game the way the way they did it because it's incredibly rich with empathy. Hmm. And if you didn't know, this actually uh, one of the characters is a transgendered man, and they navigate it so well, in my opinion. That's um, really good to hear. Yeah, and they're being really careful with how they portray it. They, I've looked at some of the interviews they did and they even have a like a a spoiler fact that you can um look into on their website if you really want to look into it before you actually play it and they worked closely with some lgbtq communities and particularly with glad to help finding that right way of representation in this game and it's done like incredibly well like i, I think it's it's good um oh yeah good for them yeah and I do have to mention, too, that they actually have a, a Filipina woman in it. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's not like directly like about that. Um, but there's a, an article I read on Inverse Mag or Inverse.com by Eric Francisco that kind of dives deeper into this. And the de- developers went uh, to Alaska and did more research about it and found like a pretty hefty Filipino community and they put that in a game. So this game is just full of rich research and it shows and like actual lot. representation. Yes. Like this is a great example of education, I think too. The way they go about different situations with different themes and topics and everything. Um I was I was very surprised and uh it was very welcoming for this type of game to exist. Man, I love that. I'm mm-hmm so happy to hear that yeah and some other good things um i just generally like the cast and the group of characters the uh the voice acting is so much better i had a lot of problems with life is strange uh voice performance and stuff and some of the writing but this one and this one is does a great job this they really improved what, what are you upon playing them. this on by the way this is 
on PC and Xbox One, and it's available on Game Pass. <laughs> of course. Yep. So cool. if you have Game Pass, definitely, I definitely recommend this. Uh, this is the first chapter. There's going to be a total of three chapters, each coming out a week apart. So I think by the time the next episode of Ago comes out, I should be finished with it. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'm definitely going to check it out too then. I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's good. Yeah. Also, the soundtrack is really good. It's less like CW TV trendy hits and more understated like dreamy tracks really dig that um i do have a few issues with it just kind of my own preferences with this type of game just like life is strange the narrative options kind of feel too simple and it's an outdated thing that i wish can change in a way i don't i don't know like the exact way this thing could evolve in a time now but there's just something lacking in it in my opinion uh, like, I, I just, I really don't want that text to show up before I even played a game to tell me that my decisions matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know what you mean. Like uh, the, it's like the classic, like walking dead, like so-and-so will remember this sort right. of thing. Like, right. I don't want to have any idea that anything I'm, I don't want to know outright that what I'm saying has an effect. Like, I just want it to have an effect. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And just kind of play it, it like, it's like more organic yeah it's like yeah exactly I, I organic. Like you're trying to make like a cinematic sort of ugh, that fucking word <laughs> uh game like this where it's like almost like a show or a movie or something and I, I i don't it doesn't need to have that extra layer of like video game to it you know right completely agree and yeah again i don't know like the the solution to that but it's something needs to change um but also there's a supernatural element in this game, like I mentioned, and that kind of mechanic kind of comes out of nowhere um, mm. while you're playing a game. There's no really real ease into it. It just kind of happens. Um, and the mechanic is kind of like everybody's gone through the rapture or the vanishing of Ethan Carter. So you're like watching like a playback of a memory and you kind of navigate a, some settings around that. But yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. And the ending of this first chapter was kind of predictable. It wasn't like a a, a big like uh, negative for me, but um, you can kind of see where it's going. Uh, but overall, I really love this first chapter and what they're doing with it, and I'm really excited to play the rest of it. Love that. Yeah, this will be my first time playing an episodic game as it's being released too. Like I haven't. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if I've. I I haven't. I don't think I have. I think yeah. I've always just kind of waited. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, I don't have to do it like all in one setting or like one sitting. Even though I don't usually do that, but you know, uh, it's it's nice that it forces you to break it up, right? Instead of being able to like binge your way through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a bunch of episodes. When I the most recent game like this that I played was Wolf Among Us, and yeah. Um, yeah, I pretty much played that in like two sittings and I kind of wished that I would have been able to experience that as it was coming out instead of, um, mm-hmm. you know, all in one chunk. Yeah, I, th- I think it's cool. I think also Hitman, you know, I wish I would have done that because I think you can really Dude, maximize I, each yes. location. Yeah, because you can really just like go ham on each place and not think like, 
Because, like, the way that I'm still playing Hitman right now is, like, I finish a level and I'm just, like, forcing myself to move on, you know? Right, it's like, right. I would love to just stay and do the Paris thing over and over and over again and so, like, max it out. But, like, I know that I need to, like, see through the rest of the levels first. Yeah, yeah right. And I think, yeah, playing that in the episodic nature would be a, much, a cooler experience. Uh, I agree. Overall. But moving on... I'm- uh, oh, sorry. What are you gonna say? I'll say. I wonder if this gives developers like kind of more time in between. Like, does this r- reduce crunch? You know, mm, it's right. kind of what it makes me wonder. I would be happy with, you know, any game that could be episodic becoming episodic if that is the case. Me too. Like, honestly, like control would be a control would be a great thing if it was episodic because it kind of sets it up like that. Yeah, kind of play in episodes. Um, you do for sure. And I would would have loved like. I would love Control to be like a season type of game, you know? Me too. Yeah, because then you would just have so much to look forward to and they could really like, I don't know, really yeah. take take the time and take the extra care to, to make that world something special and, you know. Right. Think think about like Blaseball. Like Blaseball, <laughs> the way it's played, you know, season to season every week, like so much stuff is happening like as that, as the game is going on. It's just... It's so cool to see something grow and evolve like as time goes on instead of just being like, here's a whole thing, it's done. Right, right. It's more of a communal thing and people can talk about it like, you know, the water cooler setting and um, everyone's just kind of on the same page all the time, you know? Right. Yeah, it's cool. Um, But yeah, moving on. Uh, the only other game I have on my list that I've played in the past two weeks is Ex Novo. And this game is actually not a video game. Yeah, it's a tabletop uh, city building RPG where you just kind of draw a map and create a fictional city. So I, I, I've been. And I, d- yeah. I just looked at this before we recorded and it looks so. I'm definitely going to do this. <laughs> like, ASAP. Right, I de- definitely recommend it. Um, this is, I, I've been craving some sort of tabletop RPG game like this for a while. And I'm kind of directionless in, in the type of setting I want to do. And since it's like this social distance in times, it's kind of hard to play those type of games anyways with people. So I found this game and you can actually play this by yourself or with others. And I originally was going to play it by myself, but I did end up playing it with a, a friend of mine who's into this type of stuff as well. It's kind of narrative, like improv basically and everything. And it's so much fun, especially for anyone who's interested in narrative creativity and it's things can go wild with it. And you have no idea where the city is going to go. Sometimes you can play it as crazy or as strict as possible or whatever you want. Um, like with my, my game, uh, there's some like crazy narrative tangents where uh, humans were teaching alligators to fly. And there's this group of monk-like oh, boars man. that lived in these subterranean dwellings near a volcano. Stuff like that would happen. And uh, the flexibility. I just love it. Yes. And like I said, I'm directionless right now in terms of what type of setting I want. And this kind of is perfect because I can, <laughs> it's kind of happens. It, it gives you the random events and you, just allow your mind to like 
navigate it its own. Like it's very non-restrictive and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a great, it looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get a great sense of how the, just the general concept of history making works too with this. Cause the way it works, you, you draw the map, you fill in things and you can also have a document of all the historic events that happen along the way. And you just make this story basically of this fictional city and you can use it uh, for another RPG game um, that you're playing or even just fictional writing and just kind of base it within this thing that you just made a, a new historic document about. I'm oh, yeah. so glad that you put this on here. Cause this is like exactly what I'm something I'm looking for right now. Like, same thing i've yeah. kind of been like craving like a tabletop sort of yeah. something and um this seems perfect mm-hmm. we should play together yes yeah. we t- definitely should and yeah, if you have the hio bundle for racial equality it's in that too so you already have it if you have that and if not it's only about ten dollars on hio to for a pdf download so easy perfect. accessible yeah 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 what what have you been playing andrew so you know, with what we said earlier about like being able to go back and play things that we previously didn't have time for, I finally sat down and played through um, ending A of Near Automata. Nice. Which um, I've I have known for such a long time that I would love this game, and anyone that I talk to about it that is a, a fan of Near or Near Automata is just like this is a perfect game for you, Andrew. You're gonna fucking love it. <laughs> and um for some reason i just i've tried to play it probably like two or three times before now and it just never really stuck with me um but this most recent time i started it over a few days ago and i just i mean i sat down and I played through almost the whole thing in in one day that's awesome um near i think it has like 26 endings or something like that oh my god <laughs> it's something ridiculous but every Every playthrough is like a different route. So, um, Near Automata is basically, it's set in the year 11,945. 11, and it's during something called, it's the 14th Machine War. So, um, you play as 2B, a android that is sent to Earth to um, basically destroy a Goliath, which is like a big uh, machine, right? And... Um, mm-hmm. On this mission, 2B meets 9S, another android, that uh, you kind of end up working together to take down this Goliath, right? And you are... The combat is really interesting. It's 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 hard to say if... I, I guess this is technically a JRPG, but the combat kind of feels like... I don't know, like Devil May Cry meets like Geometry Wars. So it's okay. like a lot of like you are just comboing the fuck out of people and you have like a, a, a Gatling gun type uh, pod thing that you're just shooting constantly. Um, it's very like super active, super fast, lots of like dodging and um, the perspective shifts all the time. So it'll, it'll go from like a third person behind the back, you know, all the like devil may cry, like fighting to top down, like shoot 'em up sort of uh like think of those like games where you're flying like uh what what is it like 1946 or what what the fuck is the name of that game 
where you're yeah. playing as that plane and it's just like you're getting all sorts of power-ups and shooting like shit everywhere all the bullet hell stuff and everything yeah it, it okay. goes from it's like an interesting mix of bullet hell and um like action rpg mm-hmm. yeah so it has a nice interesting blend of a lot of things i saw through the the trailers i've seen and everything dude it is so much fun the combat is so fun um but really where the game shines i think is in the writing and in the story it's it's basically androids versus machines you're trying to reclaim earth so that these humans that are living on the moon can come back to earth and uh the earth is just overrun by machines but as you as you're you know playing through it you kind of realizing that oh my god could you hear that thunder yeah, that was the loudest <laughs> fucking thunder of all time. Uh, anyway, so you're, you're playing through it, and um, you, you know, like, what what is the difference between what 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 makes an android more human than a than a than a machine? Mm-hmm. You know, they they kind of have a lot in common. Like, you just you meet a lot of really interesting characters, and um, the music's fantastic. All of the the language um, spoken in the, in the songs and stuff like that is not actually a real language. It's like a combination of a bunch of different languages. Oh, interesting. So like that song that I sent you that we're using for our soundtrack pick today, Pascal is from um, the first robot or the first machine village that you get to. And when you get there, that song's playing and they're all just waving flags. Like they're white flags because they, they're disconnected from the network and they don't want to fight. Like they're not, part of um like the machines that are actively trying to just kill everything right right right. and uh man just just running around that village and talking to all the machines there they're just so funny and like it's so well written like on the on the bottom floor of that village there's like a a group of three machines standing around there's one that's like kind of tall and uh, they're just like we're trying to figure out what kind of game we can play with with these guys because they have really stubby legs and the little ones are like, we could play tag. I was like, I guess, yeah, ta- tag's fine. And um, man, just the, the personality that all of these machines have, you just, it, it makes me, it reminds me of how I felt playing Undertale for the first time. Mm, in that, yeah. like, when I met Pascal and I met all the people in this village, I was like, I swear to fucking God, if anything happens to these people, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Um, yeah, I hear great things about the story. Like, that's like... <sighs> I, th- I think you'd really like it. I, I know that yeah. you're not really into like fantasy stuff, but this is like a nothing. It, it is unlike anything. The, the setting is unlike anything I've ever played before. Yeah, it's, it's been on my list for a while. I just never checked it out. I think I, I think it was on PS Plus at a moment or two, and it's in my list, but not sure. But I want to get to if, it. I think I ended my first playthrough at it was like 14 hours or 15 hours or something okay. like that. But um. Man, you planning so, on going oh, back to see oh, the fuck, other Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I've I've already started my second playthrough. Nice, but it it's really really awesome the way that it it, it a lot of it has like control vibes to me too. Like it's very mm. just like weird and just I don't know. Yoko Taro is just so fucking brilliant. Like it, it's just it's incredible. It's an incredible game, but. I finished, you know, the first playthrough. You play as 2B in the in the first playthrough, and then it's like at the very end after the credits roll, 
it's like this game is meant to be played more than one time like you the ending you saw is ending a you know okay do play it again and so i started a second game and from the beginning of the second game you play as 9s so you're like seeing all of the perspective of like what 9s was doing while 2b was doing things by herself mhm and um there's a really interesting part where during my first playthrough i uh 9s is like helping you like come online again basically and he's like okay you need to adjust the brightness settings so that you can see and the screen's just black right and then you press over on the d-pad and you're like uh-huh. turning the brightness up on your tv and he's like okay that's good you should be able to see now okay now what we're going to do is you're going to go through the settings and you know adjust it all to your liking and we, you need to be able to hear also like the voice volume was turned all the way down and i couldn't hear him and so you know you go into the voice settings and then turn it up and then you can hear 9s talking to you but when I was playing through from 9S's perspective, like I'm seeing a recording of oh myself my from the first game adjusting the <laughs> settings. And it was funny because whenever I was first doing, you know, adjusting the settings as 2B, I kept hitting X on the voice volume part because I thought I had to like select it before I turned it up. And um, 9S just keeps going, you shouldn't be able to hear me yet. You shouldn't be able to hear me yet. You shouldn't be able to hear me yet. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, oh, my (laughs) God, this is an exact recording of me adjusting the settings from fucking, you know, 13 hours ago when I did this the first time. And it just, it like blew my fucking mind. I was like, oh, dude, I just love this. I love. It's amazing. Like little touches like that. You know, it's like it was just a huge thing. And I, I cannot wait to see the rest of what I'm missing from this story. Man, I gotta check it out. Dude, it's so good. It's it's it very quickly became like one of my favorite games of all time. Like I, awesome. I I love this game. It's that it's uh, right up there with the rest of of the of the really great ones for me. Nice. When did this come out? That's a good question. I wanna say like twenty seventeen Let's see, near Automata. Yeah, 2017, February 23rd. Nice. Um, and there are two near games before this, I believe, also. I'm not sure how they connect, if they connect in any way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, really love it. Um, I've also played, I just started playing yesterday, Spiritfarer, which is by Thunder Lotus Games, and it is on... I'm playing it on Game Pass. Okay. Man, you, Game are you, Pass. Are you familiar with, <laughs> dude, I fucking know it, man. Like, These are games that I would just, you know, like, uh, tell me why and Spirit Fair. Like, I want to buy them anyway. Yeah. Um, but Spirit Fair is a um, story about a kid named Stella and their cat Daffodil. And you are taking over for... Charon as the spirit fairer. So you are in charge of uh, like running a boat basically and helping these souls kind of um, fulfill their final wishes and take care of whatever the last things they wanted to do were before they pass on. Okay. And um, you're meeting a lot of character. I think everybody's, everybody's pretty much an animal for what I'm not sure if there's a reason why everyone's an animal, but you meet a lot of people that you, I guess, knew in real life. Like Gwen is like a dear lady, and um, I guess you were friends when you were kids. 
And man, the writing in this game is just so funny and so good and very like sweet and smart. And um seems the, like a very emotional journey. Kind of, yeah. It's like a it's like Harvest Moon light sort of okay. mixed with like a uh mostly what you're doing is like you you're picking up these souls and you're just trying to make them happy like and and keep their mood up and you know do the things that they need to do before they're ready to go and so a lot of it is like that like there's a a hug option in your dialogue wheel whenever you talk to somebody like every you know every day i'll run around and hug everybody on the boat and um, like if people are hungry you figure out what their favorite foods are like gwen's favorite food is she loves comfort food and she loves coffee and um and is it like yeah. is there like a lot of management system stuff going on in this game? It doesn't seem like uh super it's not like Stardew Valley where it's like okay. you can kind of screw yourself. It seems it's very casual, very relaxing. Like I think everything is intended to just be okay. like a fun, like chill time. Mm-hmm. Are you like building up your boat your boat too? Oh yeah. Oh okay. you're building up this boat, Kobe. This this boat <laughs> Oh my god, man! I have a I have like a field that I'm planting coffee beans on on the boat. I've got a kitchen. I've got all sorts of stuff. Wow. And there's so many different recipes and so much stuff to do. It's also co-op. Like if you want to play it with oh, really? another person, um, one person can play Estella, another person plays as the cat, um, Daffodil. Okay. And um, there's a lot of just nice stuff in it. Like anytime there's like a place to sit down, you can sit down and your cat will jump up in your lap. You can like bend down and give your cat a hug. It's just a lot of like sweet moments very nice and sweet moments yeah and lots of i got to this this city called hummingburg where i was uh going to um, buy some seeds from this raccoon and um i i met this little guy on 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 the bridge in hummingburg and he was like i just want to go home um please don't follow me i don't want you to have my address because if you have my address then other people are going to have my address and i just don't want junk mail (laughs) so please just let me go and um, he starts like walking away on the bridge, and I'm like, you know, what? I'm just gonna, f- I'm gonna follow him anyway. And so I start walking after him, and he just starts sprinting away from me. And he's like, if you don't stop following me, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> he like runs in his house and slams the door. And I tried to open the door, and he's like, get out of here. We are not friends. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot That's of like, awesome. it's just, it seems really well written, and um, I don't know. I think it's a really good game especially for a time like this where everything is just so shitty yeah yeah i'm seeing a lot of love for this game dude yeah uh it's i don't know i guess, I guess from the trailer and stuff i really didn't expect too much of it um the art style is like animation kind of and mm-hmm. I, I usually get tired of looking at things like that in video game i don't know why you know what i mean yeah but uh, I, I feel that too but it, it, I've just I want to play. I'm I'm gonna play this game through to the end. I I I need to pick up all these souls and let them go. Nice. How much have you played so far? I've played maybe two hours. I have two people on my boat. I've Gwen okay. and I have Uncle Atul, which is a uh, he's a frog. He's a big frog guy, and uh, everyone's just really nice and really funny. And there's a lot of personality just in everything in that game. Nice. Really digging it. Yeah. And it's on Game Pass, so like, why not? You know, everyone's <laughs> yeah. got Game Pass, right? Right. Also, Battle Toads. Also, Battle Toads. Yeah, yeah, we did play Battle Toads together. Yeah, um, play a little bit. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I like pretty it. Pretty great for what we played. 
I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's it's super duper corny and um, still difficult too. Still very difficult, man. The the that driving sequence where you're dodging, oh and, like trying to not smash into the walls and stuff. Super fucking long. That was the. I, I don't know that it needed to be that long, but <laughs> I, I think a lot of what they're doing is you know paying pretty cool homage to how brutally difficult that section was in Battletoads in the right. first place. Right, and it it, it, it definitely shows. Oh, uh, you had to do most of the work when we played. <laughs> well, we were playing yeah. on Parsec, so I mean, you were playing with like a slight delay, right? I'm right. sure. Um, Which but... is still Parsec, by the way, for anyone out there listening, it has been much better experience than what Steam has. So Steam remote play, yeah. yeah. So highly suggest that. Totally, mm-hmm. and it's free if you're hosting it from your own computer. So pretty yep. awesome. Very nice. A lot, um, lots yeah, of good games I'm, here. Dude, oh, yeah, besides the DLC from Control. From, God damn it, Control. Um, God damn it. Yeah. I so badly <laughs> wanted to be good. Because I just uh, love Control so much. Right? Oh, you got the like, book, too. I love You're it. You're getting the book coming I got the soon. damn book coming. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I, I love that game. Which is like the art direction and like the story elements is. That's again, the part that's that really I like. It's really the main so, draw. Yep. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, the whole Control Ultimate Edition being the only thing that is uh, compatible with the upgrade to the next-gen consoles? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, it's pretty lame. <laughs> it's I'll pretty lame. That. Yeah. I, uh, I think it would be okay if they kind of... I mean, for people like me and you, like I, I'm not going to buy the DLC now because, you know, it, it, yeah. if, if it was going to be compatible going forward or... I mean, for you especially, it's like you bought the original game, you bought the DLC, you want to play it on the next platform, fuck you, have to buy yeah. it again. Like, that seems shitty. I feel like if you bought the DLC, you should get the upgrade, right? Or there should be, like, an upgrade path that's, like, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it needs to be. Yeah, or something. You know, I get yeah, there's some work sort of going into it, or something. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's lame, but... It's just lame. I, it's kind of... Ex- I don't know. I kind of expect it at this point for, for stuff, which is sad to say because it shouldn't be that way. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I I, I, won't, I probably won't be getting the next-gen console anyways for a long time, so there's no real, yeah, real push no, for, for me to get the Ultimate Edition or anything, so I'm fine for what I have already. Yeah. There's just no reason to upgrade, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, get our games down. How about we go into break and go with our soundtrack pick? What do we have, Andrew? We've got Pascal by Keiichi Okabe for the game Near Automata. We'll be back.
Welcome back, Kobe. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. What did you think of that uh, soundtrack pick? Man, that that track makes me want to play the game more. There's, like, I had such a hard time. I knew I wanted to pick a pick something from Near uh, for this week, but it was very hard for me to to choose because there's so many great tracks in it. Like, yeah, I really dig this one, and like I love all the acoustic like percussion and just the the guitar and everything, and like the, it starts out with the, like that xylophone type of. Yeah, so good, dude. <laughs> And it has yeah, such a, a like whimsical, like childlike nature to it. It just really like, kind of like doubles down on the fact that like these people are not aggressive. Like that's great. I love that. Really good. I love anytime a soundtrack really it like it's like a bleeding effect within the game. Like it it they they it exists with each other. Yeah, it's, it's like integral to the experience. Yeah, like, like mm-hmm. it, they need each other just as much as you know yeah yeah you know what i'm trying to say yeah they go hand in hand hand in hand (laughs) yeah all right let's get into our discussion which is about our favorite easter eggs or references in video games and there's a lot um but we won't you know this isn't gonna be an hour with a discussion so we we picked a a handful of our favorites and here we are talking about them. So what do you have, Andrew? Um, the first one that I have is from uh, Dead Rising. Um, ah. the, the burger restaurant Jill's Sandwiches. I love, <laughs> I love that it's a reference to original Resident Evil whenever um, that ceiling is like lowering in on Jill. And uh-huh. uh, Barry sa- goes, you were almost a Jill sandwich. I think it's <laughs> so funny that they t- turned it into a restaurant Dead Rising. That's so good. That's so good. And I, I think still like one of my favorite uh titles for our our episodes, the the Humvee Boys for, for from Dead Rising. Oh, whatever whatever you said. Yes. That was Dude, a, they killed a good me one. so many times. <laughs> I, I don't I never beat them fair and square. I always had to get them stuck on that tree. Those Humvee boys. Yeah. Out for blood. <laughs> so um, I have Recently, uh, the Samogo released, you showed me or mentioned it to me about that. They released um, some photos of the 3D model space of your character in Sayonara Wild Hearts and all the hidden things they put in that room. It's so cool that they have so many references. Yeah. And my favorites were some uh, like uh, minimalistic abstract posters of Akira. And there's a, in a corner, there's uh, on a, um, a stand, there's the OP1 synthesizer, which I love dear. And it's, it makes the game even more Swedish. For real. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Sonic all the, the little things they have in there. Yeah. Fucking Carly Rae Jepsen. Like, yeah. <laughs> so much. So many references. I, I love when games are packed with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Even their logo on that coffee cup, too. Yeah, like that's their. That's so cool that they just <laughs> put their own coffee cup in the game. Right. I love I love Samoko so much. I do too. It's definitely yeah. my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I got is uh, the giant purple bunny from Saints Row Two. Ah, uh, yeah. I I didn't experience this myself, but uh, during some 
research for some Easter eggs. So I saw that and that was funny. Me and I remember me and Chris Cross did that. The the whole thing like followed the um, there's like a trail that you have to follow to it. Like with uh, it like points you in the right directions that you need to go. But I remember seeing that and just thinking like I I loved Sansa too. I 100% of that game. I got all the achievements. Fucking loved it. Uh, and that was such a strange thing. Just like, what is this? What is happening? Man, Saints Row 2 is probably my favorite of the Saints Rows I played. It's my favorite as well. Yeah. It's, it's the the least, like, sexually weird of, of them yeah. all. Like, there's too much, like, dildos and stuff going on in the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't um, go too crazy, and it's not too... Like not too serious uh, either. Serious, yeah. Yeah. Saints Row One was like trying so hard to be Grand Theft Auto, and I feel like Saints Row Two they kind of like found their own personality. Yeah. I feel like Saints Row Three goes too far. Yeah, Um, leans in too much for me. That is, I know a lot of people. A lot of people think Saints Mm -hmm. Row Three is the best, but I don't know. It's just a little too heavy-handed, in my opinion. Yeah, me too. Um, my next one is basically just any game. That has a lost reference. Uh, oh, yeah, basically, when it, lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, back when I played and mentioned Carrion, they had a little achievement uh, reference to the iconic numbers in the show. Um, along with that, there's also a lot of references of Lost in Just Cause Two. Like, there's like the hatch. There's like I want to say the shark stuffs in it too. If anyone out there knows what I'm talking about, and also more island stuff and everything, uh, yeah, that and also, did you ever play the game Singularity? I don't think so. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it's first-person like science fiction uh, game. Uh, it wasn't great, but it, it, there was a a spot I found and this happened upon it, and it was a, a reference to Lost, and I was like, oh, this is cool. But that's all I remember from that game, really. <laughs> this is I'm looking at the cover right now. I remember seeing this cover, but no, I never played this. Yeah. It was okay. Fight the past to save the future. Stop the mm-hmm. singularity. Yeah, some time travel stuff, which uh, I like also time travel a lot in Lost. Yeah, maybe I just need to watch Lost so that I'm not uh, lost. Lost. In all these... Uh, <laughs> Lost references. Uh, I'm glad you. We both said it. Yeah, we're both just awful. Um, another one <laughs> that I have is Metal Gear Solid Three, the 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 last uh, boss battle with the end. Dude, did you know that if you if you save before that boss battle and then roll your clock forward like a few months and then reload it, he's just dead because he got old. <laughs> yeah, this is what's the character's name? Like, the end. The end. That's right. He's like an old ass sniper, and it, you can right. really just roll your clock forward, and he just dies because he's gotten too old. Man, Hideo Kojima just see. I feel like that him and Yoko Taro, they just have they put so much like weird love into all their games. That oh yeah, these like hidden mm-hmm. interesting things that if you're just if you're not willing to like bend the rules and try to like break things, you just w- are missing so much. Right. That's like, uh, I love that. Um, we got to finish Death Stranding. There's a, there's a little part in 
towards the middle part uh, that I love a lot. It's so it's not like an Easter egg or anything. It happens within the story, but the, uh, you mentioning Metal, Metal Gear and Hideo Kojima remind me of it. I know, I know it's you such see, uh, a funny thing. Conan O'Brien is in Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty cool one. Yeah. Um, another one of mine is from Jazz Punk. We experienced this one together when we were on the beach of that hotel level. And yes. there's a, the turtle. Yes. <laughs> with pizza next to it and a couple of sighs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Man, Jazz Punk. I love that game. I need, I need to play that again. We both need to finish that. I've never even finished it. Yeah, it just... Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the part where you're... Is it like a fingernail painting? I can't remember. There's a weird moment towards... I want to say towards the end, but it just always... My game always crashed. I never could get past that uh-huh. part. Um, I'm not sure what the issue was, but I'm immediately yeah. going to reinstall it. Literally right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love any silly Ninja Turtle references. I yeah, them. I love them. Uh, another one from Metal Gear Solid actually is in Metal Gear Solid Five, where you can hear the there's a radio at one of the camps that is playing the radio sequence from PT. Oh, really? Yeah, like the exact same thing. Like just that exact radio uh, transmission is just okay. playing. Um, no. Nothing else going on. No, no Lisa there, as far as I know. But just <laughs> as far hear, as we hearing know, that year, is like years from now, dude. Yeah, I know they're gonna find out. <laughs> Lisa was behind Snake the whole time. Um, it's pretty cool. Nice. Um, you know, despite my uh, disliking of Control AWE's DLC, um, it was nice to see the Night Springs like TV like in-game Twilight Zone-esque thing pop yes. up again. And that happens in like the little cutscenes you see in the DLC um, in the very cool. beginning. Yeah, so it was a nice little touch of that. If only there was more <laughs> of that. I know, because it's like, that's all That's all that I want. I want all of that. Yeah. Uh, in Project Gotham Racing 2, there is a arcade cabinet in the garage, and um, it's Geometry Wars. It's just yeah. the whole game. Like, yeah, I I think I uh, 100%ed that game. I think that's the game. I think that's the one where you actually have to basically buy the achievement too like with in-game currency and it's like a i don't know i think that's like one of the last ones you unlock but I yeah i like can, that one i think you can do that near automata as well there's like a vendor where you can buy all of the achievements or the trophies or whatever <laughs> um i haven't discovered that but i mean there's 20 plus endings so who knows when that will appear um yeah but yeah i love geometry wars so anytime that's in anything i'm Super stoked. Mm-hmm. Another one for mine is uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Uh, because I love the zombies mode in the Call of Duty games. Because a lot of the draw is the like large amounts of Easter eggs that were implemented into the game. And eventually be- kind of became the game itself. And kind of like sparked a lot of narrative stuff within the structure of the zombies mode and it was always crazy to do all these weird 
hunts for the Easter egg stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice time playing that with friends and kind of doing these things and getting close and end up dying and have to do it all over again and stuff and all those wacky stuff. And you can like, there's some where you, you have to do it in the right order and like it plays a song hidden in the level and that's always fun. Stuff like that. Uh, I Love really that. enjoy. Yeah. And in the first Black Ops, I think uh, in the main menu, there's like a terminal you can go to and you can input some codes and one of them you can unlock the dead ops arcade top-down bullet hell shooter thing which is cool wow that's cool yeah that's neat i don't think i've ever played uh call of duty zombies very much i think i played a little bit of it in um black ops 2 Mm mm-hmm I don't remember, but um, yeah, not enough to ever like pick out anything, you know? Yeah. 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 Pretty crazy. And they're coming back for the next Call of Duty coming out this November too. So I'll be excited to revisit that because it's been a while for me. For sure. Um, One of my favorite things, I'm not sure if this is, I don't know if this is really considered an Easter egg or a reference, but Monster Rancher for the PlayStation uh, the way that you would summon monsters is you would put a just any like CD or disc into your PlayStation and it would summon a monster from it. So I love really? just like Space Jam soundtrack. What do we got? That's oh, a fucking Swayze. Of course it is. <laughs> you know uh, what? What? In sync. Here we go. What's it, What's it going to be? Uh, just running through my house trying to find everyone's like, Mom, give me your John Denver. Give me the John Denver CDs. I need to figure out what monsters <laughs> are in there. Uh, I really loved that. I wish more games would do that. Man, it, that kind of reminds me of this. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like the scanner. It's like a toy game. Um, yes, yeah, so you would scan like box top, like UPC oh, yeah, codes barcodes and, shit. and stuff. Yes, and yes. you would fight with like discover monsters. <laughs> yes, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love yeah. that. What was that? What's the name of that? I have no idea what the name of that was, but I had a green one. I know that, and I loved it. Damn it! Man. I wish I still had that. I need to figure out what that is because we need to. We need to. That needs to come back. Games <laughs> that involve putting other things in your thing to make things happen. Uh, sounds like a good title for this uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out after this episode uh, finishes up and uh, put that as a title. Yeah. Or yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Next one for mine is Inside. Uh, did you ever find or complete the the big hidden Easter egg ending? Yes. Yes, I love it. Uh, yeah. It, it, I won't get into it and say it, but it's just it, it like changes like the, the perspective it, of that entire completely. Game. It changes it completely. It sucks talking about Inside because like I always want to like talk about it, but like. The, right? You can't talk about it. it. You know, like, you just need to play it. People just need to play it. Yeah. And, it's one um, of my, it's, I think that'll be like one of my favorite games for a long time. Uh, uh, it's one of those games I just think about every once in a while. Same. It, it, it's so well paced, too. Like, uh, it's not. No dialogue. And I n- love that. No dialogue. Nothing. And it, and it yeah. is such a memorable the whole thing is so memorable in my head. Like I remember yeah. it so perfectly. And um, 
it tells such an awesome story. And then the Easter egg just kind of changes everything. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Can't wait for the next game. Play dead. Did you ever buy that bo- that box? Did anybody ever get that box that was like $1,000? No. I, I want to know. $1,000? It was fucking expensive. It was like 700 bucks or something like that. How much was it? I, got, I have to know. Play dead inside box. I know How one of the be- special editions that... Uh, I think it was from... What is they called? The 8-bit... Uh, soundtrack people i can't remember the, their name um their box set for it came with i am the... 8-bit is that what you're talking about yes that one yeah oh it's 375 dollars uh, okay and it, it it was exactly what i thought was inside of it yeah they, they okay. finally are showing it now um cool game man yep. i want to i want to buy this it comes with like a bunch of pictures too this is a cool collector's edition. But god damn it, $375? Yeah. <laughs> so expensive. But like, look at this model. Dude, you gotta th- look at this model. Just look at it. It's so... It's just the one I'm thinking. Yeah. I want it's it on made. my shelf. Yeah. It's so icky yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of... Oh, what's up next for you? What's putting things Easter? in things. Yeah, the Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the PlayStation 1. If you put it ah. in a CD player... Um, and went to the second track. It played like an alternate version of the theme song. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, I want more like, I just love shit like that, where you can just take your thing and put it in something else and it does something different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, unfortunately, it's hard to do stuff like that now since I yeah. download. Everything. Yeah, I really see. <laughs> Put your digital download in your Walkman. <laughs> hit play. Uh, right. What else you got? Um, next up for me is Silent Hill 2. How did I know that this was going to be on here? I, I, put, <laughs> I wrote down Silent Hill 2, and then next to it, I wrote Pointless because Kobe has it on his. <laughs> most likely. Uh, of course, because every ending is so good. And uh, I love the dog ending so much. It's just, I mean, it's, it's so funny. It's my photo for for everything now. <laughs> dogs. So that's awesome. I've just assumed that role. So it's perfect for think, you. Yeah. I don't and, know why, but it is. <laughs> and it just it actually, uh, before I even played and like, like played Silent Hill 2, uh, knowing about that beforehand, it, it's funny in, in itself and everything, but after playing Silent Hill 2, it just kind of adds a completely different context to with what's going on in the story. Like oh, even as something as silly as the dog and the, the song is like, it's just it, the dog's version of Silent Hill is that. And it's amazing. Yes. I also showed that the, ending to Stacy not too long ago. And she was like, what the fuck? This is the ending <laughs> to Silent Hill 2? And I was like, no, 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 yeah. no. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> and even the uh, Twilight Zone-esque UFO stuff, too. When uh, I think Harry. Harry's the, the first character's name, right? In the first game. Or am I thinking that yeah. wrong? Yeah. Yes. I like that ending as well. Yeah, but Harry. Yeah. Silent Hill 2, man. That's great game. One of the best games great. of all time. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, What's okay. next for you? Uh, Dead Space. Did, did yes. You, did you know that the mission titles in order spells out Nicole is dead? Yes, but thankfully I did not know that when I was playing it. I didn't know that when I was playing it either. But like, yeah, <laughs> realizing that now, it's like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> yeah. It makes me want to like look for shit like that in everything. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what right. are all the first letters of everything add up to be? Mm-hmm. That had a lot of inspiration for one of the albums I made. I, I did like a little code thing and the track titles. Uh, no one ever <laughs> figured it out, but I, I had a fun time making it. <laughs> oh, no. That makes me want to go back. And which album was it? It's for the uh, the prologue album. Yeah. It's it's for, it's it's kind of hard, honestly, if you're not really looking for it. It's, it just seems like a lot of typos, but... Um, it, it got inspiration for stuff like that from Dead Space and stuff. That's awesome. And I love stuff like that, hitting, hiding things like that. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing really specific for my next one, but I know GTA Five and just GTA in general has a lot of, uh, references and uh, yeah. weird stuff, especially paranormal stuff. Like I, th- I think you showed me that we did it together. The 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 ghost. The the ghost thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I like, like stuff a, like that. I do too. There, dude, there's so much stuff like that that like I I want to like get me, you, and Jacob back on GTA Online, and we just need to like go visit all of these yeah uh, places that have all these things because there's so much. There's like a fucking cave that you can blow the. There's like a barrier in front of it in in the regular version of GTA Five, but online you can fucking blow that shit open and go explore this cave. Oh my goodness! And there's like a guy and like like a dead guy in a suit with like a it looks like a slender man ass looking guy. Um, really interesting. And lots of like cryptic, like serial killer shit in like yeah. all over the place. Rockstars, they like to do that. Dude, in, in, there's a, there's a, every day at 7 PM, there's like a recreation of Thelma and Louise playing near Trevor's helico- <laughs> helipad. <laughs> like, just endlessly like they just the people just driving off a fucking cliff constantly i think that's so interesting <laughs> yeah uh I, put, I also wrote down the um the cow level from diablo 2 i feel like that's a pretty famous famous easter egg i remember seeing that mm. when i was a kid and just being like what the hell is this like <laughs> this is what you do in this game you kill cows i thought this was diablo but um dude also the statue of liberty in in GTA 4 yeah uh, having a you, beating heart inside of it yeah you just told me about that recently and that was cool to hear about for just for no reason there's just no explanation no nothing nothing happens if you shoot it like all the yeah. grand theft auto games are so cool it makes you want to like take a closer look at just everything in all those games same thing with red dead Mm-hmm. Lots of hidden stuff in there. Was, yeah. I think there's like a car in the first Red Dead Redemption somewhere. Whoa. I did not know hidden. that. Yeah. Yeah. You got any more? I, I think that's all about my list yeah, that, I have that, for myself. Yeah. I think that's all I've got as well. Nice. I mean, we could literally go on forever. <laughs> yeah. This is just an endless category. Right. Right. Um, but before we end things off, what do you have planned for next couple weeks before our next episode 
I've probably got another 30 hours of Nier Automata. I, I want to at least finish three <laughs> playthroughs because I know doing three, I think, is like crucial from what I was reading on uh, to, to really and stuff. get, well, yeah, to really get them like the, the full, the full gist uh, of it at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the main story of it is short enough to where I mean, it's about if if you just do the main quest, it's like maybe 10 hours. But okay. I'm doing everything. I'm trying to do all the side stuff. Some of the side stuff has been the most interesting stuff to me. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots of like helping the machines and stuff like that. And um, man, I forgot to say that the start of the second playthrough before you start controlling 9S, you play as one of these little one, one of the little machines. And he's like trying to like wake up his brother, I guess, or an, another machine. He's like, please wake up, please. And then you have to go get him like a bucket of oil, and it's it's so painfully slow the way uh-huh. <laughs> the way that you move. It's like I don't. I just love when games have like intentional, uh, just like misery to to them. You know, it's like yeah. mm-hmm. you're gonna have to walk your little robot ass over all the way over here, get this bucket of oil, and then I tried to jump with it, and I immediately fell down and dro- dropped it. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, I dropped it." You just got to get back yeah. up and walk back over there and get the oil again. And um, I would have like those moments a lot in Death Stranding and just keep on falling over in cliffs and stuff. I'm like, oh shit. Yes. Yeah. Death <laughs> Stranding like, is like, a perfect up. example of yeah. that. Um, yeah. Nice. That, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to finish Spirit Fairer. Okay. Very cool. So it's probably going to be just a, a fucking finishing, sad week finishing of stuff up. playing these sad, <laughs> beautiful games. Nice. What about you? Um, yeah, for me, I've been playing The Witness. I've been getting back to that, and Ooh. I'm going to finish it. Um, oh, yeah. And right right now, um, I'm about f- uh, six hours in, but the puzzles are kicking my ass. <laughs> Dude, they're really hard. That's like a yeah. game that like sometimes you just have to step away from. It's like yeah. some Baba's You shit right there. Yeah, I love it, though. Like, I'm really big into puzzles and stuff, so this is uh, I love this type of stuff. And like the mist like stuff too going on. Same as it, well. Yeah, that that game reminds me of I mean I I played uh I remember seeing Mist on the shelves at the store when I was a kid and I bought a Mist game and just being like completely lost, but like just in absolute amazement of everything and like really yeah. loving the just being in that world. Mm-hmm. The witness yeah. I think nails that. Definitely. And there's some cool things with like, like they'll play like clips and stuff, audio clips and video clips that it's, I don't know, I don't know what exactly it's getting at, but it's cool to be a witness in this, you know, of this game. Um, But yeah, besides that, uh, I guess since this episode is going to release this Friday, I'll be playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster since that's coming out. yeah. And I'll be doing some sick kick flips and listening to one hell of a nostalgic soundtrack. Are you buying that on PS4? Yes. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'll probably do the I, same then. I don't feel, I don't know. I mean, at the Epic Games, uh, we have that coupon <laughs> as well. But I'll probably play it. I have to, I'll probably get on PlayStation. Yeah, I think I'm going to use my coupon to buy Outer Wilds because I don't own Outer Wilds and I really want to. Right. And I, it just feels, 
it would feel strange to buy a Tony Hawk game not on a console, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can see that too. Um, but I can't wait to play it. That's for sure. I'm Same. excited. It's, it's going to be ridiculously nostalgic. It's I, ugh, it's going to kill me. Yes. Yeah. But cool. This has been a, a great episode. Uh, kind of a longer one, but it's a lot of good talks and discussion. Definitely. So many good games. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take us take us out of this uh, yeah. this one. Thank you for listening to this episode of When We Got Older. If you'd like to send us any questions or game recommendations, you can reach us at agopodcast at gmail.com. That's a w g o podcast at gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram at agopodcast, where you can reach us there as well. Our intro and outro music is And We Got Older by Jim Guthrie. I'm Andrew Evans. I'm Kobe McGraw. Until next time. Very good.